Hey, this is Dave from CheapWineFinder.com again with another wine review from the CheapWineFinder.com website. And this is the companion podcast. And, you know, we're locked down in Chicago again, and we're having making the best of it, which isn't the worst thing in the world because, you know, got some wine, got a microphone, heck, you know, plugged into the computer. We'll have some fun, I guess. You know, inside fun. And today we have a $9.99 Pinot Noir from Trader Joe's called the Cotillion uh, Pinot Noir. It is uh, a wine they've had uh, for a number of years now. And one of the reasons why I get it every year, because I love the front label, which is there is a cotillion, which I would imagine is a party of some sort. And there's animals at the party and the animals are dressed up. Um, and it looks like like uh, a, a character from the 1700s. And, you know, the the lamb has got a wolf's head on. It's wearing a mask and a like a lion is wearing a sheep's mask. And a, 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 an owl was wearing a cat's hat. I mean, it's just weird. It's just everybody's got different faces on. And I just like looking at it. It's a weird thing. Normally it's skulls for me. I never had a bad skull wine yet, but. This is a very weird animals acting like humans, but very strangely kind of thing. And it's also a Pinot Noir, which, you know, I think, uh, you know, sparkling wines and inexpensive Pinot Noirs are my favorites of the category, though there's a lot of good ones. And this is a pretty decent Pinot Noir. And it's sourced from uh, mostly Monterey County, California. And then the next amount is from Sonoma. And then the last amount is Santa Barbara, uh, California, which is just about an hour and a half north of Los Angeles. And Santa Barbara is interesting because, one, it's so close to L.A. And it's pretty warm down there. Not the greatest place to grow grapes because grapes are finicky and Pinot Noir grapes are extremely finicky. But it juts out into the ocean. uh, So it's got water on two sides where where the vineyards are. So it's got... Cool breezes back and forth. It's way cooler than the rest of the area. And it's actually a fairly famous Pinot Noir growing region. Um, Monterey is kind of the, the wine jack of all trades. Um, there is a sp- very deep spot in the Pacific Ocean right off of the coast of Monterey that goes very deep and it concentrates a lot of cold water. And Pacific Ocean's cold. And the water, I mean, the, 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 the currents are coming down from the, uh, uh, from the north, from the Arctic. So um, those it's cold waters, and they concentrate there. And the winds blowed into um, into Monterey County. So there's a lot of great areas, uh, and it's got like coastal areas, and it's got areas that are, uh, the, the mountain areas, and there's places in front of the mountains, there's places in the back of the mountains that the winds kind of can't get to. So it's warmer. So they have different grapes there, and then they have valleys, and they have benchland. I mean, it's. Monterey's kind of got everything, and plus it's got some really, really good Pinot Noir growing regions. And then you got uh, Sonoma. I mean, a third of the grapes came from Sonoma. They don't say where in Sonoma, but the, there's a uh, Sonoma Coast AVA. There's the Russian River AVA. There's the Sonoma side of Caneros. Uh, so there's a lot of different places. So this is a $9.99 wine that actually is... Possibly, I don't know because it doesn't say exactly. But um, you know, when a wine has grapes from the north coast and has grapes from the central coast, or uh, Lodi was a central valley and has, they then put when it has two different 
large AVAs, North Coast, Central Coast, Central Valley. That's how California gets on the wine, uh, on the label. So this is a wine that normally would have California label, but it says on the label, it says Santa Barbara, Monterey, Sonoma. So they're kind of bragging about where it's from. That's a pretty good sign to me. You don't know for sure because they're not telling you exactly where it's from. You know, the uh, maker says, I think it's Ashford Court. There's a couple of uh, Trader Joe's wines from Ashford Court, and I have no clue who they are. Well, actually, I kind of think I do, but not enough to say. It doesn't really matter when they when a winery doesn't put their name on it. Uh, it's not a wine they necessarily would make, though you kind of know that that winery has certain standards and in the, in the wine they're going to put out have those standards too, even if they're not exactly the same wines they would do. So we got a $10 uh, Pinot Noir, which uh, at one time would nothing be sh- you know, being shot out about. But today, 10 buck Pinot Noirs kind of rock a little bit. And um, it's also a 2017, which gives it two years plus of aging of some sort. And under normal circumstances, you know, um, you might get six months of oak if it's an oak. And you, you never know. So when you get two years plus... That suggests that he had some decent oak aging. Um, $10 bottles of wine sometimes have oak barrel aging, sometimes don't. They don't sit tell one way or the other. But the two years plus of aging kind of suggests that it does. You don't know. Um, another thing about it is Trader Joe's wines, because they are uh, paying up front when they get the wines and the wines are made for them, especially that you get a better price paying up front. And they don't have all the distribution costs. Um, you know, they have the transportation and they have the warehousing, but most distributors have a whole fleet of really talented people knocking on the doors of the wine shops, trying to get the wine, uh, the wines on the shelves. And that's expensive because these people are, they, they're constantly training them and they're, you know, they're going on trips to, you know, the vineyards of um, Argentina and stuff. I mean, it's, it's kind of a complicated uh, in job and these are pretty high powered um, salespeople. It costs money. Well, you don't need them here. Uh, Trader Joe's doesn't. Trader Joe's are going to put on their own shelves. They don't need anybody doing that work, so that gets cut out. So a typical Trader Joe's wine is going to be at least a couple of bucks cheaper than a retail brand would be, and sometimes more. But this is a reoccurring uh, wine, so they got to pretty much come to the same cost every year. It's sometimes those uh, the Grand Reserves and you know those uh, the Trader Joe's whatever reserve the one offs. Uh, sometimes they're really, really good deals. You never know. And this is um, uh, kind of a nice throwback old school Pinot Noir. I'm going to take a sip because I like Pinot Noir. Yeah, it's kind of a throwback. It's it's a little bit on the ripe side, just a touch, but not too much. It still has good Pinot Noir funk. Now, there's like um, a lot of you might know or be aware of Miomi, uh, Miomi Pinot Noir. They have a whole line of wines now. And they are fairly full body Pinot Noirs, which Pinot Noir isn't supposed to be. Uh, it's a it's a brand of wine, a type of wine, a style of wine. And it's super popular. They sold the brand for a third of a billion. That's with a B. Uh, so everybody's trying to copy that right now, but it's not the usual Pinot Noir. I mean, it's not the old school Pinot Noir, not the kind of the funky kind of cool Pinot Noir. It's the big and bold Pinot Noir, and it's, it tastes great. People love it. That's why they sold it for a third of a billion. What a you know what a deal. That was great. But um, 
But this is kind of um throwback. This is kind of, if you like old school Pinot Noir, you will like this. So yeah, it's a little bit, it's a little, t- a touch on the ripe side a little bit, but not too much, just a touch. You know, it's not ethereal, like some of the best ones from Oregon, uh, Willamette Valley can just be these ghostly Pinot Noirs. And this isn't that, but it has has some herbs and it has some spices and it has some tart fruit flavors and it's silky. I mean, that's one thing I like about it. A good Pinot Noir usually has this great mouthfeel and this has that silkiness to it. And it looks good and it smells good. It's a decent Pinot Noir. I mean, it will remind you of a better Pinot Noir at 10 bucks. You know, you don't expect it to be one of the these small production, just one you know, you're not going to be able to compete with this, with those. Pinot Noirs are very particular wines, and you know they're how they make them this good for ten bucks. I don't know, but you know the ones I love the most usually are more expensive. But that doesn't mean I don't really like this too, and it's pretty good. I just took a second sip, and it's it's like I said, it will remind you of more expensive Pinot Noir, which is high price for a nine ninety nine Pinot Noir. That's a store brand, and you know, and more and more, I, I get surprised and and happily surprised by Pinot Noir uh, that are very inexpensive brands, and some brands that might you know, are supermarket brands in the past. You drink it now, it's like wow, that's pretty good, and it's kind of fun. So there we go, uh, and that's it for me on lockdown. We got more coming up. Um, I'm not sure how long we're going to be locked down here, but I'll keep drinking wine and talking about it. And uh, we'll go from there until the next time. Be safe out there. Don't touch nobody. Um, yeah. And that's well, yeah, what else can you do? Just, just hunker on down and try to avoid all the bad things. But until then, adios and uh, keep it cheap and uh, 